0: The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. And finally, we're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at underdogfantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to using the Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win a million dollars. And make sure to tune in to Draft Day on 7-13, that's July 13th, where Ryan Kramer will attempt to draft for 24 hours straight. That's right, it's crazy, and you can get all that goodness with underdogfantasy.com. And of course, also don't forget to download the SGPN app in the App Store or Google Play Store, wherever it is you download your apps.
1: De Degenerinos and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I would be your host, Jeff Fox, and this would be episode 52. Um, I'm going to dedicate this to not the number 52, but half of 52, to number 26, which is the number my favorite high school baseball coach wears. So uh, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Hopefully he listens and hears that I'm dedicating this to him because I hear he's a king right now at this point. Uh, I'm going to break protocol, and I'm going to let my associate co-host, answer a question before I actually introduce him. Um, He was a former uh, college baseball star. So he, hopefully he'll have some insight into this question. Uh, Why do baseball managers have Jersey numbers?
0: Ah, that's a great question. Uh, It, it seems to be dumb. I also would say of all of the sports that forces their team, their managers slash coaches to wear uniforms, Baseball might have the dumpiest-looking coaches for it. Am I wrong?
1: <laughs> yes, it's true. My, my, my son thinks it's hilarious. that He's like, why are they wearing uniforms? I'm like, that's what they do. Yeah. He's not He's not used to uh, – he's, he's used to hockey and basketball where they dress in suits and whatnot. So.
0: Yeah, but but I would say this, too. While they are the dumpiest, I don't want to see Stan Van Gundy or, like, Greg Popovich in uniform, right? Like, no, it's no. true. I, I'm glad those guys that's... wear suits. Whereas, like, it doesn't bother me entirely that, like, I don't know, who's a big, fat, dubby pro coach? Brian Snicker. Brian Snicker is kind of dubby. It doesn't bother me so much that he's in there. Yeah,
1: Already (laughs) he's fat shaming, and I haven't even said his name yet. (laughs) We're fat shaming people. Um, Also, um, obviously, this episode has to be dedicated to America. Um, Since it is the 4th of July, uh, happy birthday to all you Americans down there, I assume. Uh, Being a Canadian, I can just assume you're probably, uh, this is how I assume you celebrate 4th of July, uh, possum pie, moonshine, blowing things up, maybe like invading a country or two, that type of thing in your spare time, shooting firearms in the air, am I right?
0: Um, it seems like some of those things are happening outside of my house right now. There's at least stuff blowing up because my – and you might you might hear my dog, Muggsy Bogues, in the background at some point in time because he is not having a good day.
1: <laughs> no, it's been fireworks here in Canada f- for almost the past week. It's like every day since – basically since like the past year and a bit, since pandemic, people seem to be really going crazy. Any chance they get to shoot fireworks off. So, yeah, it's been – Canada Day was, what, ages ago. Uh, we're still getting fireworks, and I'm sure we're still going to get some today.
0: Is it all um, legal up there? Are you allowed to just like fire off yeah. whatever you want to? Uh,
1: I don't know if you can do it whenever. Like, uh, I think the you can only they only sell it at certain times. Um, I don't blow things up. I haven't blown things up for a while, so I don't really know. I don't blow things up after. either, but it's
0: definitely not legal in the state I live in. So no, <laughs> no, not
1: legal no. at all. <laughs> How about, uh, can you can shoot your firearms in this in the air, just not fireworks, right?
0: I actually think you're correct about that. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's so so America. All right, that's the that, since I've let him talk a lot. Let me uh, tell you, my co-host, and for those who don't know, his name's Daniel Gumby Breland. He's uh, a super tough guy, as I always say, the toughest podcaster around, possibly uh, king of the black belt, uh, purple belts. Oh, I almost gave you an upgrade. Almost gave you a black belt. <laughs> no, no, no. Pandemic stopped that. He's a purple belt. Um, and I assume he spent his Fourth of July. Going around from barbecue to barbecue, trying to lock people up in gogoplatas, probably. Yeah, it's just about that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured. All right, so now, n- now we're we're officially uh, we're officially going. We're on, on the podcast, and basically this episode's all going to be going to be about um, how the Phoenix Suns are back in the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993. Obviously, um, uh, now I, this is uh, I enjoy making myself feel old uh, by asking Dan what he was doing at certain times. So when I was uh, the Suns fan that I am since the late 80s, since before you were born, actually, uh, 88, I think, I started being a fan. Um, Did you watch the 1993 NBA Finals that the Suns were in, Dan? I'm fairly certain
0: I did not. It wouldn't surprise me if my dad had it on, and uh, I—that's I, probably past my bedtime when the games aired, though. So yeah, because I was four. So wh- whatever your whatever your bedtime routine is at that age, <laughs>
1: you probably weren't even four yet. When's your birthday? July or something, isn't it? August. 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 Well, you were three. Then. So so just you, three. Beginning? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, do you know who played in the 1993 NBA Finals, Dan? When the Suns last made it? The Suns versus who?
0: Um. Well, it's got to be somebody who beat the Suns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> True. Uh. So in '93, the Suns are West. Maybe Pistons.
1: No, Pistons' okay. time's, time was over by then.
0: Oh, it was already done with the Pistons' time, but before the Bulls, it not. It's got to be before the Bulls' time, right?
1: No, it doesn't. Oh, Dan. it's the
0: first Bulls' time. The first right, Bulls' time. Four, three, four, five.
1: Yes. And then uh, what was the Our, next set? 79? Uh, one, one, 3 and then seven, eight, nine yeah. is how it went, I think. Gotcha. My, man, there you go. Dan's a young guy. so um, If you do want to bet on the Suns, though, let me tell you, you should go over to WinBet. Um, they're actually the favorites, which is shocking. Things, times have changed. But WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Just promos, odds, and probably happening right now at WinBat. Get started today and you'll receive a special offer up to $500 for free sports bet. Terms, conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbets.com and download the app today. All right. I guess we should talk about the sport we're actually here to cover, which would be MMA. Um, now, we last episode, we uh, laid out some... Um, that's on regional regional events that took place over the past week, and I assume you probably watched them all plus a bunch of others, Dan.
0: So I watched a, a little bit of the ones we talked about, the three that we talked about, but I will say I'm super disappointed because we, we saw a whole bunch of stuff lined up, and there was – a lot of cancellations. Um, yeah, I
1: noticed there was there was some. So how how did your bets do? Since I didn't track this, so, or how did you recommended bets? Do?
0: So so the my recommended bets. Uh, so originally I had um, Andrew Richardson over Robert Echevarria, um and Richardson pulled out. Um, so the guy who I picked pulled out. He was he, just for a, a fun little piece here. So this obviously isn't a bet then, because the guy who I picked uh, didn't wind up fighting. But a guy who was Two and 17 stepped in for him and took a spinning heel heel kick to the face uh, and was knocked out pretty badly. Um, So the guy who he was fighting looked good. I don't know if he would have beaten the guy who I thought. um, But, yeah. Uh, I also said that, you know, on that card I liked Talia Carr, but she was a massive favorite, and she looked like a massive favorite. I was slightly leaning towards Bruno Aces, um, and he won pretty handedly uh, by uh, triangle choke early in the first round. So uh, all together on Titan FC, I would say zero for zero with a couple of, like, friendly leans that went my way, but I, I won't count those. Um, okay. On the CFFC card uh, in the main event, I liked Evan Cutts, and he got knocked out in the second round. Wow. He did look good in the first round. I wasn't Jeez. upset with his performance. He was my underdog play. Um, did he get cut?
1: Well, he. Sorry to interrupt. Did he get cut? No, no,
0: kind of, kind of a shame, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like he didn't even live up to his name. So, yeah, um, man, man, Yeah, disappointing. Uh, it's almost go disappointing right when I, I saw there was. A, we're gonna go off on a a different sports tangent. There's First. a pitcher for the Marlins whose last name is Bender. He's a reliever. No way, really? Yeah, and he doesn't That's, throw a curveball. <laughs>
1: Man, what if he had sticky stuff? Then could he throw a curveball? Maybe he throws a slider, <laughs> but
0: that—I feel like that's not a bender, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, back to back to CFFC.
1: Um, a lot of baseball this episode. Yeah,
0: well, you know, um, it's because so, of
1: my dedication to, to that coach I really love.
0: Yeah, that that coach who's really really good at coaching. Um, yeah. So CFFC, my other bet was Solomon Renfro, who I said uh is probably the guy closest to the UFC out of all the ones we were talking about. Um he knocked a dude out with a jab, which is uh pretty damn impressive. Um That's Anderson Silver there for you. Yeah, and he looked really good. Uh I it would not surprise me to see his next fight be in the UFC, um or at least on Contender Series. I, I imagine you're gonna see Solomon Renfro uh on one of those outlets pretty quickly. So uh for CFFC, uh one and one, my favorite one my my uh My underdog lost. Um, And then if we flip it over to the last and final one, which was LFA. uh, LFA, uh, my first bet was I liked Marcus Perez over Cristiano Frolich. Marcus Perez, you might remember, is the guy with the Joker makeup. Um, There's no reason why that fight was canceled, according to Tapology, but it was. Um, So I don't know which of them fell out or which of them got sick or what. But that fight fell out, so didn't get that one either. Uh, and then I had in the main event Charles Johnson over Yuma Uchi, who won by split decision in a very close five-round yeah, fight. Um, but that gives me a win on that one as well, which puts me at one and zero in that one. So out of my five uh, recommended plays for those three cards, it wound up being two and one, which isn't uh, which is kind of disappointing when you had five of them in there. Um, Oh, and also, uh, I also said Christian Nativi Dodd was a guy to keep an eye on, and he looked pretty good at flyweight, too. He picked up a win. And he is, uh, again, in some way related to the other Nativi Dodd in the UFC, but I have no idea how. Um, So, like, my friendly leans all look good, and I went 2-1 otherwise with just the underdog losing. But this is kind of what I said about when you bet regional level MMA is that there's not a lot of underdog winners. Um, you, you sort of have to pick your spots here because the guys who are supposed to win usually win for the most part. Um, and it's not even right. all that much of an indictment on the regional circuit or on the matchmaking. It's just like you usually know who the guy is in the you know the the lower levels of the sport. There's less parity, I
1: guess. Yeah, very true. Um, and then also how uh, how do you do with your Metamorphos Fighting Championship time of the best two uh, picks? Time of the best too. <laughs> I,
0: I believe <laughs> that, was that was that the that one was the, yeah was that the one you tried to, to burn me on last time you like
1: no it was, it was another one this one was uh, this one was in Saint um, Petersburg Russia time of the best too time of uh, the best there, if you too. go to uh, yes if you go to Sure dog it's, it's crazy it's <laughs> first of all it's crazy about the number of events that go on and then. You, there's some crazy names too. I, yeah, just, I just I just got having... the
0: intern on pulling that one up while we were doing this, <laughs> and uh, the the poster is very nice.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't see the poster. Yeah, okay. it's like a how a, about...
0: it's like a gladiator walking into an arena <laughs> with all kinds <laughs> oh, of Russian perfect. writing on it. Yeah, it, it's
1: pretty special. Nice. Well, um, we're pretty excited coming up. We got the uh, obviously this. Coming week we have the Zuri Warriors Championship. That's basically what we're going to talk about <laughs> next next episode. That's going down in uh, Israel, and we got the Amur Timur Fighting Championship too in Uzbekistan. So I'm sure that's what most of you are looking for us to talk about next
0: uh, next episode. So
1: um, you, you forgot Coliseum. So they, was, you forgot
0: Coliseum Eight, uh, which is a an Italian promotion.
1: Oh, of course, Coliseum Eight. That sounds like a oh. Uh, <laughs> Like in the early days when you would go to Blockbuster and rent old uh, VHS tapes <laughs> of fighting leagues, that would sounds like something you would uh, you would rent. So it sounds like you actually you actually lost money really because you won on your uh, favorites, but then you lost on underdogs, right? No,
0: I, so I think I probably if we went with our our standard one hundred dollars a piece one, I think yeah. I would have come out on top because so Renfro I remember being negative two hundred, so that means you get fifty bucks back on a hundred dollar bet. Um okay, yeah. and then uh Charles Johnson was only like negative one forty or something like that right, over yeah. Horuchi which means that's gonna get you about sixty bucks back if my math okay. is doing me well uh which means I was up one ten plus the loss of a hundred that I think Perfect, I profited probably right? probably ten bucks on on those record wow. plays yeah what think? are you gonna do
1: with the money uh
0: travel I fireworks? I got think I gotta travel yeah
1: well, obviously you have to travel yes you're um. And oh yes, I, I'm fully vaccinated now, so I will be traveling. Uh You just look out, ladies. I'm actually I'm fully I'm fully married too, but uh I'm also fully vaccinated. So <laughs> look out not, do, Now, does that mean I have to actually go and do things and see people now, or no? Can no you, just,
0: you can use you can use the pandemic as an excuse to never you, see yeah. people again if you want. That's what I've been doing with my in-laws for a while. So yeah, <laughs> really, I, I,
1: I kind of was built for this. I'm like oh, this is actually cool. I don't have to do anything for a year and a half so far. So yeah uh not 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 so bad at all. Um you know what else is not so bad? How's that for a uh, <laughs> segue? Well don't worry our uh, our host will, will say that your uh, your products not so bad. Uh, that would be PropSwap. They're not so bad. Uh we're pr- brought to you by PropSwap. America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship and Stanley Cup futures when you buy directly from other bettors on PropSwap. See a ticket you like, but think the price is too high? Submit submit a bid for a price you think is fair, and then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button. And PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know how much your ticket is worth. Uh, just a couple weeks ago, a PropSwap customer sold a $100, 175-to-1 1 Atlanta Hawks to win the Eastern Conference ticket for $6,250. That was a good idea because they ended up losing, but they were up one nothing at the time when they sold the ticket. Uh, With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win Uh, in order to make money. It just needs to improve. Think of it like the stock market, but for sports betting. So Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. All right, so I went into the um, cesspool. uh, I say lovingly uh, cesspool that our Slack channel is. If um, people aren't in there, definitely uh, definitely worth a uh, download and a. uh, a free subscription to the ESPN Slack channel. It's a um, there's hundreds and hundreds of friendly degenerates in there giving out begging tips and uh, showing pictures of food that they're that they're going to eat and you know we have channels for everything in there. So I went into our fight channel, asked if anybody has any questions for us, just so we wouldn't have to work too hard on the podcast today. So we got lots of. Uh, Lots of questions. Most of them are for the UFC 254 pay-per-view, which we will save. Basically, I figure we can probably save most of those until the actual um, actual pay-per-view, or maybe we'll have times. we will see. Um, A couple people want us to talk about Kayla Harrison. There's a lot of buzz uh, around Kayla Harrison Um, when. Uh, once she gonna come to the UFC, is she gonna fight Amanda Nunes? All that stuff. Uh, wondering if we could uh, we could map it out. Um, and and what not. Um, so uh, your thoughts on on Kayla Harrison as a prospect, and and do you have like a timeline? Uh, actually, I I probably can address the timeline thing. I think she's signed. I think they sign all their fighters for the seasons. Uh, they do everything uh, by a season. So she's signed for this season uh, as a lightweight and lightweight tournament. Um which ends but this end of the summer or so and then i'm I'm thinking after that she'll be a free agent Uh, a couple things to note before i let dan uh take this one over she is currently a lightweight 155 pounds and it's not like she is a hashtag chunky guy at all it's it's basically muscle um that she's a that she's got there, and the UFC does not have a 155-pound weight class, so she would have to cut down to at least 145 pounds. Whether that is a go or not for her, I'm not sure. She did. Or she did make it
0: if, once. She made it at Invicta, true, yeah. Invicta 43. She right. fought Courtney King, um, and made it down. Uh, although true. I I don't know how sustainable that is over a longer period of time. But she yeah. she's at least shown she could do it once.
1: Yep. Yeah. No, that's true. That's true. Um, but this may be something that she would need need more time. Uh, to lose muscle uh, i guess is what she would have to do which is a shame but i think uh maybe what she would have to do um and then money wise last her, um her reported purse which i uh which i um, published on my mma-benefesto.com website um she was making 100 to show twenty five thousand win bonus so she was pocketing 125,000 per fight which already puts her up amongst the top paid uh female fighters in any any promotion that's puts her about 10th uh, 11th or 10th plus she's in the writing for a million dollar uh purse in this uh tournament that she's currently in so um thought i would lay out the actual business uh, end of it there and then we'll let dan take away on uh his thoughts on her as a fighter um and whether um he thinks she's going to go to the UFC and that type of thing and how she'll do if she, uh, obviously everybody wants her to fight Amanda Nunes right away when she gets there. So take it away, Mr. Gumby.
0: Yeah. So I want to, I want to touch upon the business side of it too, because you, you laid it yeah. out there. She's making 125 K a fight in um, fighting right now. She's fighting, you know, like the three or four times a year. Right. So that means, yeah. you know, she's making half a million in to show or to, to win her fought fights, yeah, and then she's winning a million at the end too. So she's making one point five a year, so man, for the UFC to make that worthwhile, I'm not saying they have to beat that number, um, but they're gonna have to at least make the number look plausible, right? Like she she would have yep. to she'd have to make a million, um, over yeah. like a three fight span, so. Uh, I don't know that the they're going to feel like the bottom line is there for Kayla Harrison apart from, like, one fight. You know what I mean? Like, after that Amanda yeah. Nunes fight, if she loses, wh- what are you going to do with her? Are you going to have her – you're going to re-sign Megan Anderson and have her fight Megan Anderson? Like, that? that's not selling. Um, and I, I'm a big Megan Anderson fan. I actually love Megan Anderson and, and think she kind of got slighted in the fact that they wouldn't build a division that she could fight in. But, like – it's really hard for me to imagine the UFC getting anywhere near close to the financial side of things, being that it's probably a one-off fight. Um, so unless they can come in with like a big one-off purse and then say, like, you know, and have her under contract in case she wins and then just cut her loose if she doesn't. But that seems like a big risk for Kayla Harrison. Um, when she can just keep making a million dollars every year, beating the hell out of, You know, no offense to to Cindy Dandois or Larissa Pacheco, but, like, she could just keep beating them up, and most of them can make 35, never mind 45. Like, they can make 35. So, like, uh, you know, she can keep beating up women who can't – who are fighting way above their weight class and and aren't even close to her size and make more money. So, yeah, I guess, like – that whole question of like do you do you want to test yourself against the best in the world and and do a legacy type fight and make ass loads less money um because that's pretty much what it's going to be for her so yeah like do do you think the UFC comes even close to that price tag to lure her away
1: yeah that's that's the thing um you know, when you lay out the, the like the financial aspects of it um it, it could end up being like a Fedor type thing that's one of the reasons why they ended up not getting him, he was um obviously there's a lot of lot of issues uh regarding on both sides regarding those negotiations, but it just wasn't financially it didn't make business sense for him to come to the u f c um as for Harrison uh, I'm looking over top earning female fighters noons. I think this is just what she's reported to make. She she makes money off pay-per-views too, but the UFC only hands that out basically to the champions. So it's not like I doubt they would make an exception and give Kayla Harrison pay-per-view points. And they don't sell as many pay-per-views as they used to, anyhow. But uh, Nunes is making 350 to show, 100,000 to win. So she's making about half a million, and then whatever she gets under the table or or um or back end plus another. Uh, forty grand for sponsorship money for being a uh, being a champion. That's another the other aspect there. Um, who who knows what kind of um sponsorship money? Do they allow sponsorships? And I they have they have like in, a yeah.
0: little tiny patch. So okay, like yeah, they, they, I, yeah, you get, yeah, like, you get like one sponsor and that's it. Okay. Um, but like the, the, you know, like even if she's getting some there, and, and we can you know like just call that a moot point. You're you're right. Amanda Nunes is making twice as much as her in a fight, right? Because you said about half a million, you know, and obviously we we can't calculate the the pay-per-view revenue and and Harrison wouldn't be getting that. But, like, also how many times a year does Amanda Nunes fight, right? Like, she's fighting probably twice a year, right, at this point? Maybe maybe at the most three times, whereas Harrison is being guaranteed four, right? At least four. So we're talking about... The fact that if she's fighting four and Nunez is fighting two, they're making the same amount. And, yeah, she's got to fight an extra two times. But, like, it's not like her fights are going a really long time, right? Like, she her last fight didn't go a full round. The fight before that didn't go a full round. Like, it, it's been a while since she's gone a full five rounds or three rounds. Or, you know, she's been to two decisions in my, you know, if I'm remembering correctly. They're both Larissa Pacheco. And, like, so like she she's she's able to turn around quickly and fight more times than Amanda Nunes. So yeah, like I don't I don't know. I I just don't see the financials working out. I guess is is my first point. Now, if we do want to talk about the actual fighting, here's what I would say about my read on Kayla Harrison at this point in time. And I'm going to make a comparison In a this this is meant to be flattering, but people who are newer to the sport are going to feel that it is not. Um, Please know that this comes from a flattering place. She feels a lot to me like Ronda Rousey does. Um, For years, we talked about Ronda Rousey being this like you know grappling god. You know, she was amazing at MMA. Then she knocked out Betch Koheya, and people were talking about her boxing Floyd Mayweather um, <laughs> yeah. and, like, crazy-ass shit like that. But, like, it, 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 here's what I'll say is, like, when she fought the people she fought at her in her career, right? Like, she fought Alexis Davis or Betch Kohea or, like, you know, a whole bunch of people like that. Questions are were still there like people who knew technically about MMA and obviously in hindsight it's even easier to ask those questions we had just not seen her against somebody with hands right we we didn't see her against the Amanda Nunes of the world and the Holly Holmes and we saw what those people did to her you could kind of say the same thing about Kayla Harrison right now is like what she's doing is she she's beating up women who are good right like Larissa Pacheco is not a bad fighter you know she's she's 15 and 4 in her career two of those losses being um to Kayla Harrison. You know, she's fought... You know, the other two losses are to J- Jermaine Durandamine and Jessica Andrade. So, like, she's fought other really good fighters. She actually got fired from the UFC after losing to those two. She's knocked out Irene Aldana. She beat Carol Rosa, who's in the UFC. She beat Sarah Kaufman, who we talked about last week. Like, Larissa Pacheco is good. She fought Cindy Dandwa, who, yeah, is probably a little bit over the hill at this point in time, but is a really good grappler. Like, her jujitsu is excellent. So, like, she's fighting people she's fighting really good fighters she's finishing them just like she ought to finish them just like ronda rousey used to finish them and i just she's not fought anybody of she's not fought anybody like holly Holm. like if she fought holly Holm at 145 who knows what would happen maybe she would get flatlined just like ronda rousey did but it just kind of feels like at that point where like i can keep watching her beat these women up and at the end of the day, I'm still not going to be able to tell you any more about her until she's been tested against somebody who can throw, um, be, because like it, it, it's just like an unknown commodity. Like, yeah, sure, she looks good on the feet every time I see her, but like until you're tested against somebody else who's good on the feet, I don't, I don't know that that means anything. So, you know, I, I say that she feels like Ronda Rousey, you know, at that, at this point, because. I don't know. And she could totally go a, a completely different route. She she could totally be faced with a striker and beat the hell out of her too. Or, you know, we could see her get tested on the feet, and she goes out and knocks that person out. But until I have that answer, it's, like, just very hard to take a stab at, like, where she might exist in, in that realm.
1: Yeah, she hasn't, to steal UFC hype, she hasn't fought a beast or a savage or... Um, yeah. A killer, basically on the feet. Uh, no, joking aside, she she hasn't fought anyone who could dead her with one punch or a head kick, at, uh, a la Holly Holm. Which so, and that's basically what what she needs to. A ju- being coming from a judo background, that's what you want to see her get tested on.
0: Yeah, and 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 again, that that sort of just like forces the Ronda Rousey comparison further, right? Like, yeah, she, she, yeah. She, she's good at judo. She's good at taking down. Women. And, and, like, in addition to that, when she does face a grappler, she knows how to stay out of her submissions, and she winds up on top. Because not only is she really good at throws and takedowns and all kinds of other things like that, but she also is bigger than the women she's fighting, right? Like I just yeah. mentioned, all of them can make 45. Some of them can make 35. Yeah, it's it's just it's going to take us a while to know what that entails and whether or not – she she will stand out even when she's faced with with tougher competition and I don't know that we'll ever see it. Um, yeah, and and that's maybe upsetting, but um, she is fun to watch in the meantime.
1: Yep, for sure. Nothing wrong with watching a squash match. That's for that's for sure. Um, so I, I'm sure you agree with me if she fought of Nunes right now, Nunes would would mop her up Nunes is not just a striker she can she can grapple too with the best of them
0: I I think she would um
1: maybe not mop her up but she would beat her
0: I I think the other thing that's interesting about that matchup for me in addition to it just being like oh look hey there's somebody else Amanda Nunes could fight that's interesting in the first place because right now she's fighting somebody on a is is Juliana Pena on a one fight winning streak
1: Mm, I think so. Since, since, she like by, since she was submitted by,
0: since she was submitted by Jermaine Duran to me, so like it would be
1: <laughs> by the kickboxer. Yeah. yeah,
0: which is such a freaking wild sentence. But um,
1: yes, you're correct. One she, fight. Yeah, She's won. And two, and who, who won two or three. Two of four. She's won two of four. Who did she beat?
0: <laughs> Who did she beat in that fight too?
1: Sarah McMan. Oh
0: god. And I think we picked Sarah, Did we pick Sarah McMahon to win that fight too? Uh, <laughs> I think we did. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, yeah, like in addition to it being a more interesting fight for Amanda Nunes, the other interesting part of it is, so Amanda Nunes has fought how many times at 145 pounds now, right? Like, uh, you know, it's I two think, or three or
1: something like that. I right. Think it's,
0: I think it's more than that because there's two cyborgs yeah. in there. Oh yeah, right. There is the um, Felicia Spencer. There's a, I think one of the Holly Holm ones was up there, right? Um, Yeah. So so like, she's fought probably four or five times up at 145 pounds now, with the exception of oh, there's only one cyborg fight. I don't know why I said two cyborg fights. One cyborg fight, with the exception of the lone cyborg fight.
1: She, three times. Sorry to interrupt. Three, three times.
0: times. So you were right. You were right. I'm wrong. Pub, I'm, yeah. I'll, plus, I'll the, her
1: her pro debut was featherweight also. So there you go. Now you're right. Now,
0: now I'm right. Thank you. I, I knew <laughs> deep
1: down I was right. So
0: with the exception of the cyborg fight, N- Nunez has never really fought somebody who's truly a 45er. I mean, I guess maybe Felicia yeah. Spencer, but like Felicia Spencer is, and I mean this with no disrespect, is not built like Kayla Harrison. Right, no, like she Kay- she's a
1: soft, she she could cut probably she's a softer 145. Right, like no disrespect, yeah, me Matt, yeah, but
0: yeah, yeah, like like a uh you know like a hard cardio program and like a probably a brutal weight cut would probably get her to 35. Whereas the yeah. only way Kayla Harrison is making 35 is if she happens to lose <laughs> her left leg in a terrible car accident. Right, yes. like th- there's no other way Cause she's she's very large and very strong and built very large. So like
1: get her on for, top turtle
0: for yeah for me. I, I would I would really enjoy seeing that fight, and I, I'm not sure that yeah. I you know I, I would probably pick Amanda Nunes, but I'm not sure how comfortable I would be with Amanda Nunes at the numbers they would probably post her at, which is probably yeah. you know negative two fifty, negative three hundred. It'd probably give me pause and even think about the underdog in that one because man, like it, it would be a whole different, weird, new challenge for her. Um, And like, yeah, maybe we see her do the same thing she did to Rousey, but maybe we see something else too.
1: Yeah. The size and the strength is, is the thing that makes it interesting. Plus um, Kelly Harrison was better at judo than Ronda Rousey. Um, like what? She won multiple gold medals. Did she two, not? Two time gold, two,
0: two-time gold yeah. medalist. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So plus, yeah. Um. So anyhow, it's, But, okay, what are your odds of this fight actually, uh, or not not this fight, her actually coming to the UFC within, well, we'll say once once the season of PFL ends, do you think she is coming to the UFC?
0: I'm going to say, I I would say the likelihood of her coming to the UFC right after this, I'm going to say plus 300.
1: Yeah, Uh, yeah, I I don't think it's going to happen either. I actually, there doesn't really seem to be interest on the UFC's part either, really. I,
0: I actually think far more likely, if if we're going to be real honest, far more likely is seeing her in Cyborg and in, in Bellator.
1: Yeah, I, I was somewhere I was going to go with you. Who do you pick in that fight? Cyborg versus. <sighs> I, 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 Cyborg. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I still think I pick Cyborg.
1: Still have it. Yeah, I
0: still think I pick Cyborg because I I don't think Cyborgs lost anything. Like, like look at her her last fight. She fought Leslie Smith and and you know like. You know, she's probably not what she used to be anymore either, but she, she still beat Leslie Smith up pretty good. Um, Yeah, I, I still think I'd pick her because, again, and this is if you would give me even odds, right? Like, if you gave me even odds, I would pick Cyborg in this one because I know what her hands are, and I know what her hands are against elite-level competition. And, yeah, I also know where the ceiling is, that she could be knocked out by somebody who punches, like, Amanda Nunes. I just don't think... Taylor Harrison punches like Amanda Nunes, um, and so like, so I know something about her that gives me a little bit better of a feel. But I, again, like I said with Amanda Nunes, if she came in at negative three hundred, I would pause before I picked her. Um, I, I might still pick her, uh, but I would definitely pause and think about it and ask myself, is is Kayla Harrison better than I think she is, or better than what we can know? Um, and it would it would make me debate it. Um, but yeah, ultimately, I think I'd take cyborg. and I think if you wanted me to give you odds on that being her next move after she wins this next million dollars, I'd give you even money because I think I think Coker wants to make that happen. I think Scott Coker knows that there's money in cyborg versus Kayla Harrison.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there. There's a much better chance of a um, a joint promotion type thing between any other league. Basically, uh, the UFC is not going to do that with anyone, but Bellator and PFL probably would be open to it too. So, I, I can I could definitely see that happening as a one-off. Or oh yeah, uh, that, I don't see, that that's it, the it. other
0: thing too. Yeah, and I think you you hit the nail on the head there. The one-off possibility is there with Bellator, right? Like they, they'll they just promote her once and and let yep. her go back to doing PFL and winning her, her change. And, and yeah. I can see the PFL people doing that. I can see them being a little bit hesitant now that they're on ESPN. But, like, right? yeah, like, you're right, too. Like, whereas UFC, it might be a one-off fight, and but they're going to make sure that risk isn't on them. The risk is on Kayla.
1: Right. Yep, very true. So there you go, DeJans. Hopefully that uh, answered your questions. We were a deep dive on, on Kayla Harrison. Uh, let me tell you about, Underdog Fantasy now as we transition. Uh, make sure you head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a free $25. That's right. Sign up for now for a free shot at a million. Wait a minute. Why does it say that's right? It should be like sign up. You get a free $25 bucks, and then you can also win a million dollars when you're there uh, because they are running a Best Ball Mania contest where you can win a million dollars. Draft Day is happening July 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Our boss, one of our bosses, Brian Real Money Kramer, is going to be drafting underdog best ball teams for 24 hours straight, and he will be streaming it. So that's going to be fantastic to see him him fall apart as the his uh as the hours uh, tick by. You can hop on the stream and draft with Kramer and the guys, plus 15 free entries to Best Ball Mania 2 will be given out. that wasn't enough, there's a $500 draft day props contest based off of Kramer that you can only enter in the app. So download the app and sign up at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Uh, And while you're downloading stuff, make sure you download the SGPN app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. You can get a notification every time your favorite podcast, the MMA Gambling Podcast, drops. Um... And when you do a download it, make sure you toss an app review and download the app today. And make sure you are listening to us, obviously, on our MMA Gambling Podcast feed. I forgot to mention that off the get go. If you're listening to us on the SGPN feed, if you could find our MMA Gambling Podcast feed, subscribe to that one and listen to us on that. That would be much appreciated because that's going to be our sole uh, outlet uh, fairly soon, I think, uh, within the next couple months at least. All right. So we went deep on Carol. Harrison, deep dive there. Um, also had a question about dream fights. Um, s- some fights we would like to see happen in, in each of the UFC weight classes. You want to just rip through the weight classes and, and say the fight that we would like to see happen? Um, let's do that. We'll start heavyweight. So I think heavyweight's a pretty easy one, right? And Donno, John Jones is the one that we probably want to see the most?
0: I would say yes. Although... So I'll say this too. So I do want Francis Ngannou versus John Jones. I think I probably want that more than anything. I am intrigued by Surreal Game versus Francis Ngannou, um, yep. because it, it just brings a it brings a slightly different level to what we're seeing because it, it's it's a very tactical guy versus Francis, and we haven't seen that approach against Francis, right? Like who is Francis fought that has tried to Take like a really technical approach to him, other than the first Stipe fight, where he just took him down, and and this would be a different kind of, uh, of technical approach here. So, yeah, I, I'm interested in that one. But yes, I would say probably the fight I want to see the most at heavyweight right now is the are those two, yeah,
1: or, or Jones basically versus anyone, any of the top heavyweights. I would I would want to see. At, yeah, at this point, I
0: actually in, <laughs> like in the not top even, five or so. Not even all the like. Yeah, you're you're right, top five. Like, I, I would be interested in seeing him fight Curtis Blades. I I, I know, yep. like, people are low on Curtis Blades after being knocked out by Derek Lewis, but, like, give me a rematch of Derek Lewis versus him, and I'm going to pick Curtis Blades again. Um, You know, like, he got hit, but, like, I did expect him to just lay on uh, Derek Lewis as long as he needed to, and I would pick yeah. him to do it again. I would be interested to see how Jon Jones deals with that wrestling, especially not being a big knockout threat like uh Derek Lewis's. So yeah, I would like you know as a you know since we had a a 1B matchup for Francis there with the real game. I would say my 1B matchup for John Jones there is probably um is probably Curtis Blades.
1: Yeah, it's the the po the lack of uh, power is the interesting thing with John Jones. He, he doesn't knock people out. And in the heavyweight division that's pretty much what um everyone basically well, uh, everyone can, can knock a guy out with, with one punch, pretty much. Right. Um so And that, who knows,
0: maybe he comes back with all the weight and he has yeah. it to, but uh yeah. I somehow doubt it.
1: Yeah, because it's it's not just you know it's one of those seems to be one of those things where you either have it or you don't. Just just like a chin, you either can take shots or you can't. One or the other. So I'm not sure if uh, all the deadlifts in the world that uh, will will let you punch harder, but who knows? Um, light heavyweight, is there a fight we want to see a light heavyweight? It doesn't these don't necessarily have to be for the belts either. Um, yeah, I don't
0: think they all have to be for the belt either. I was thinking about that earlier, but I do yeah. really want to see Jan Blankovic defend against Yuri Prohaska. Um, yeah that's true yeah no okay. no offense I'm to, on that. no offense to Glover Teixeira. I love you Glover Teixeira. i I'd love to see I'd love to see him win that title um I just i it's not a fight I think is gonna happen um yeah. for for glover like I, I think he's he's gonna get that fight, and I think he's gonna get hurt um and I think that's gonna be the end of his career really' because at that point he will have gotten his title shot. he will have not capitalized. He'll go to the back of the line and like you know at his age he's not getting another one. Yuri, on the other hand, is just, like, he gets hit so much that it yes. sort of makes me wonder whether or not he can stay away from Jan's big big right hand or big left hand. Even. I mean, he's got power in both hands. But, like, Yuri does that, and he, like, he takes a punch fairly well, and he delivers the big one himself. So, yeah, like, I really want to see that one.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's a very, very good pick. Um, middle Weights. Um, ugh, middleweight. Do so we want to see any fight in middleweight?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna really? say I'm gonna say this. So really? I actually all Brendan
1: Allen. Here we go. I I,
0: I, I do like <laughs> Brendan Allen though. I wasn't gonna say Brendan <laughs> Allen, but no? I, I'm sorry. I do love some. I do love me some Brendan Allen. Um, I will say this. So if if we're looking at the rankings and we're looking for B, I'm not actually interested in all of the rematches here that exist for Israel except for, for maybe Robert Whitaker. and like he's going to get that fight and but that's not the one I'm chopping for the bit for. I actually want to see more of Derek Brunson. Um and I want to see Derek Brunson against guys like Paulo Costa. Um, I want to see Derek Brunson against guys like um I mean I think he's got a fight booked but like I he would does want,
1: who's he fighting?
0: I, I can't it, remember is who is he's Jared, fighting but is he it, Jared, like Cannonier? it. Jared
1: Cannonier? It might be Jared Kit. It might be I, we were talking about off air. The yeah, that, man.
0: That we were. Yeah, it was like in the. Oh, it's Darren Till. He's fighting Darren Till.
1: Uh, oh, okay. I'm into that fight. Well, you I'd, I'd yeah. watch him
0: fight Paulo Costa, Jared Cannonier, Darren Till. Uh, I wouldn't watch him fight Marvin Vittori, but that says more about Marvin Vittori <laughs> than it does Derek <laughs> Brunson.
1: Um, oh, you're gonna make Marvin Vittori angry? Yeah. Oh, wait I, a minute. Here he already is angry. Never mind.
0: I would watch Derek Brunson versus Uriah Hall too. Like, like I actually right yeah. now. Just this like renaissance of Derek Brunson, and I think he is like one of the more underrated fighters in this division, and probably the closest to getting another shot at Izzy. Especially that he's fighting Darren Darren Till. If he beats Darren Till, that's you know a good stock boost because that guy's got name behind him. But I would say yeah, like I, I'm most interested in seeing what happens when when that those two styles clash, uh, or his style clashes with all of those other styles I was just talking about. Like he is. He's kind of recommitted to his wrestling while having power in his hands, so I, I want to yeah. see more Derek Brunson.
1: Looking the names on the, on the uh, middleweight list is kind of ugh. Yeah, well, they that's, need that's
0: they the, need fresh they, blood. back
1: they do definitely. All right, welterweight. What do we want to see at welterweight? Um, this,
0: this one's easy for me. I can take it away. Okay. I want to see Stephen Tom- Wonderboy Thompson versus Kar- Kamar Usman. Yes,
1: um, that, I'm on board it, for that. It's yes.
0: that. It's that for days because like. Right now in that division, it's starting to feel like Kamaru Usman on a rematch tour, um, right? Like, how close are we to seeing him against Colby again? It pretty much just depends on whether or not Colby's willing to fight for 15 cents in a bus ticket or if he's cool with just uh, fighting for zero dollars and zero cents because I think those are his options now. The UFC is playing hardball with him, uh, and he is not holding out. They don't actually need him. Um, I'm not interested in really seeing the Gilbert Burns rematch yet, the Leon Edwards rematch yet, the Vicente Luque rematch yet, like, and those are all on the docket. So if Wonderboy comes out with a win this weekend, I think he probably just jumps Colby Covington and we get that fight because it's such a weird style matchup for Usman. Usman has not been in a fight that looks like that. So yeah, I like that one. Um... I would say yeah, that that's pretty much it at that weight class. Yeah. That and Sean Brady versus anybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, Sean Brady. Got
1: Sean Brady. But I forgot all about. Oh yeah, I, I got Brendan Allen and Sean Brady mixed up. Sean Brady's the one that you love so much. I Do like Brendan like Allen, Allen
0: too. Yeah, Brendan yes, Allen has, uh, has got like a fun grapply style too.
1: Yes, I was afraid, but it's Sean Brady you're all in on, right? I got my guys mixed up there. Um. All right. Let's move to lightweights. Um. Chucky. Chucky Oliveira. Um is the champ currently? Obviously, it's Poirier. McGregor is the one we want to see, right?
0: It is not. Um, <laughs> no, I will no, say No, it is not. I'm gonna go a little bit off, off, uh, off the top here. I'm not gonna okay. take Charles Oliveira versus somebody. Although I think okay. him versus Dustin Poirier would be fun. I think stylistically, the most fun matchup you can make in this division right now is Gaethje and Chandler. I, I think Gaethje and Chandler yeah. has got just chaos written all over it. Um, yeah.
1: Gagey anyone? I'm, I'm on board with. I think.
0: And Chandler seems like he's just like cool with trying to be. I don't. This is gonna sound terrible, but like discount Justin Gagey, right? Like, <laughs> it's like, true. He's just cool with being like, I'm gonna bring chaos, but like a little bit less. Um, I'm gonna take big heavy punches, but like not quite as well, like because <laughs> he got knocked out by Charles Oliveira, and. Uh, yeah, like, I think it'd be a fun fight, and they both kind of have a wrestling background that they don't use, and, you know, maybe that'd help keep it on the feet longer. Um, I mean, like, there's so many good fights in this division that happen if you, like, go down to the bottom of the division of all those guys who are, like, getting stalemated out and nobody's fighting them, like Armon Sarkurian or Raphael Fiziev or, you know, like, there's a, uh, you know, Brad Riddell is now in the rankings, but, like, that dude has needed, like, a big name, like all of those type of guys could be in really fun matchups. I, you know, like for what it's worth, I'd watch Gregor Gillespie fight a hundred more times, but like, yeah, I think ultimately what we're looking for here is, uh, if you're looking for the best top of the division matchup, I think that's it.
1: Gregor Gillespie has fish to catch. He's not going to fight a (laughs) hundred more times. Sorry. Sorry.
0: He's the (laughs) best fisherman in the UFC.
1: Exactly. All right. Um, Feather, wait, uh, let me see. I'd like to see Ryan Hall fight anyone. I'd like to see him show up and his opponent well, show up on Fight Night and Fight. But apparently he has another fight scheduled, right?
0: It's this weekend.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, hopefully it yeah, happens. Yeah,
0: and, and that that would be a good one, too, because I am pretty yeah. big on Elia Torpuria. Elia Toporia.
1: That guy, too, yes. All right, so what are you thinking for this weight class? There's um, I, a lot of interesting ones here.
0: I think my go-to matchup in this division is I'm going to go with, uh, I, I want to see Giga Chikadze. Yeah. Um, and I want to see him fight Max Holloway. Yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Holloway. Yeah. Holloway. Um, after that last fight. Woo.
0: Right. Because Holloway just like, you know, he walked in there with a the guy that everybody was saying, Oh, the best boxer featherweight. And then he just put it on him. And I actually think Giga is, you know, he's got the kickboxing background. He's looked phenomenal on his feet I think he's probably a better boxer than than Calvin and if we got to see him get in there with Max I actually like that fight better than Yair Rodriguez versus Max Holloway because Yair Rodriguez kind of got outboxed by Chan Sung Jung which I think people forget um you know he landed the big knockout with like one second left or whatever if if Chan Sung Jung just like didn't throw his last punch he would have beat uh, he would have beat him. So yeah, I think Giga Chikaze, especially after that last performance against Max Holloway, I think would be a really really fun fight.
1: The Rodriguez fight apparently they, they haven't rescheduled it yet, right? I don't, not I, not yet. They're going keep it, it intact, but not
0: yeah. yet. But I think it's coming.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's featherweight bantam weights. Um, bantam weights. Let me see. Not Sterling Yan. Well, just so the bow can go to the right person, I guess. We see that fight. <laughs> that fight happen again. Um, who, do want to, who do we want to see at Bantamweight? Do we want to see anyone at Bantamweight? I guess you like some of the guys farther down, right?
0: Yeah, so you, you kind of got to go farther down to get me one that I'm excited about here. Uh, I was thinking something with Kyler Phillips because Kyler Phillips is really fun. Yep. But I'm actually going to go with – I want to see – and this fight isn't going to happen because uh, one of them, I believe, is waiting in the wings for – the Aljo-Yan winner, but I, I want to see Corey Sanhagen. Well, oh, I guess he's fighting TJ Dillashaw first. Yes, yes, yep. Uh, then he'll be waiting in the wings, because I think he's going to beat the hell out of Dillashaw. Um, I want to see Corey Sanhagen fight Marab Davalashvili.
1: Ah, yes.
0: Because uh, Sanhagen had a little bit of trouble with Aljo, obviously, in the grappling, and he chalks that up to being in a bad mental space then, and he actually thinks he would defend that well. Better now. Marav has got really good takedowns, but doesn't hold people down particularly well. Uh, So I think, like, Sanhagen, who gets up pretty good out of bad situations, would be a really good test for him. And uh, it would be interesting to see how he dealt with length like Corey Sanhagen, because he's a really weird-shaped guy for Bantamweight. So uh, I'd like to see that one. And also, you know, like, if we're sticking with Kyler Phillips, I mean, like, I'd like to see Kyler Phillips against... Man, it's going to sound stupid jumping in this far up the division, but I would watch him against, like, Cody Garbrandt. Like, I I think he would be really fun to watch because he's, like, elusive with, like, a little bit of wrestling. Like, I I think him versus somebody like that, and and we might be a few fights away from that, will be very exciting.
1: Kyler Phillips has been on the Top Turtle MMA podcast, so his career is about to go off a a cliff at any moment, so... Um.
0: See, the curse, can't, and- the curse can't be real because <laughs> both Marab Devalishvili and Kyler Phillips have been on the show, and they're just rowing, man.
1: That's true. So he, Kyler Phillips is fighting Holly and Pavia next, right? Oh, yeah. But is that, Pavia?
0: Who is he supposed to fight? Because son, in- son, oh, son fell. fell out. So they were already yeah. moving him up the division like they yeah, always exactly. do. Uh, and then he fell out, and they had to fill in with a flyweight. So is that next yeah. weekend?
1: Uh, it is the twenty fourth. So okay, soon, so wait a little, a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. And Hagen Dillashaw. All right, flyweights. We got a new champ at the flyweight division. Um, the guy we were expecting, Askar Oscarov, has got another fight booked though. He's fighting Alex Perez, right?
0: Yeah, which is actually a, a fun fight, and I actually yeah, I think yeah,
1: number one contender, right?
0: It it's got to be a number one contender fight, and the interesting thing for that is. Man, I, I don't know that Alex Perez is outmatched in that fight either. Um, and it would be interesting. Would you do you think they would give you know, a- Alex Perez a uh, another title shot if he won that?
1: Uh, different champs so, now, so maybe. Um, he didn't do so hot against Figueroa. Um, how long that fight was very fast. Um, yeah, uh, he has a better chance, obviously now. Moreno's champ and not Figueroa, so. I'm just worried that they're going to go Figueredo Moreno again, um, part three, because now that the next two guys in line, Askarov and Perez, are, are matched up. So I hope they're not leaning towards that. I hope they're just going to sit Moreno uh, off to the side until uh, one of the Askarov or Alex Perez um, wins that fight and steps up.
0: Yeah, I, I think that move was a a move of being like, should we use Askarov right now? let's let him fight, and if it goes badly and Askaroff doesn't look marketable or doesn't look like we can, he's going to be an actual good fight from Reynold, then we just book the trilogy. Um, and meanwhile, if he looks good enough, we'll just go with, with him. Uh, it, it sort of feels to me the same way the Wonder Boy Burns matchup works. Um, if Wonder Boy wins and looks good, they're like, oh, he'll fight Usman. And if not, yep. we've got Colby sitting here. We can get him to fight.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's always, like, they don't have to, um, like I've said in the past, they don't have to announce, uh, announce these fights. They can kind of sit back and wait till, till things, uh, t- things shake out. They're not under any obligation to, you know, announce title fights like four months in advance or whatever. So, alright, moving to, uh, women's. I guess, the of News, we can make her, her, uh, if, if we're going to use her, we can make it featherslash bantamweight. Uh, but do we want to see her fight anyone, or is it someone else we want to see fight? Oh, obviously, we know who you want to see. Uh, no, actually, that's the next weight class. My apologies. Um, <laughs> do we want to see Amanda News fight anyone, or uh, I guess we can go out of the UFC also if, if need be, but we don't really want to see her fight Harrison at this point either, so
0: not, not yet. So I would say probably for me right now. If you're telling me you want me to see a fight, um, and I know she's fighting pretty soon anyway, I think maybe. Have have we seen Aspen Ladd versus Yana Kunitskaya? I know that seems like a a very weird matchup. Um.
1: That's your this. dream matchup,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, she just beat her. Man, that's that's my bad. Her see? last fight was against Yana Kunditskaya. So we're going to scratch that it wasn't one. much of a dream fight then, was it? No. I, but I just like – so Yana looked really good against Ketlin Vieta, and that's what reminded yeah. me of it. And Aspen Lab's knee has been yeah. blown out for a while. So I guess I yeah. kind of want to see her fight. But, man, like I guess I don't want to see her fight Jermaine Durand to me again. And no offense to, to people out there who love Holly Holm. I don't really ever want to see her fight. Like, I, like I, I just don't think I could ever say my dream fight is that no, one. No, she's boring. Yeah, she's not really fun. Um, no. Man, we'd have to go down. Maybe do I want to see... Maybe do I want to see Macy Shayson fight somebody? God, this yeah, is... Yeah, she's
1: fun. Yeah, she yeah is. This is it's hard. Maybe it's going this way class.
0: Macy Cheyson versus Yana Kunitskaya. Who is Yana Kunitskaya fighting next? Like, I know she's she. Uh, a she
1: fight. is fighting someone. Yeah, she um, has a fight
0: sure. coming on. I, I don't know. She again. does. And, oh, Irene uh, Aldana. That's a good fight. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, we'll take. We'll, <laughs> let's see sure that one. one. Yeah. Sure. Uh,
1: yeah, this is kind of it's kind of sad. Um, I guess that's what Amanda Nunes News has done basically. Uh, yeah, well, you can made blame, everyone look mediocre.
0: You can blame her a little bit, too, but you can also blame the fact that, like, a lot of the better challengers at 35 have all dropped to 25. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's, if, yep. if you can, you go down. Um, and she,
1: Let's go to 25 then, Dan. You ah, want to see a Valentina Shevchenko versus Lauren Murphy. For some reason, you want to see Lauren Murphy get get beat. but
0: I'm actually not going to pick that as my dream. No. I, I don't think that that's. Uh, the one. But I will say, man, I, I'm going to say Macy
1: I, Barber, right?
0: No, God, no. I love watching. <laughs> you. you were, I you're you're
1: going to see her. You're going to see her get destroyed by Miranda Maverick. So.
0: Oh, is is that funny happening?
1: That I happening? think they booked that, which because I, I remember thinking, wow, that's not very nice for Macy Barber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to, do that to her, I thought they liked her.
0: Yeah, I, I'm actually going to say in this division, what I probably want to see the most. I'm going to say the the person I want to see the most in this division right now is Tatiana Suarez.
1: Right. Um, and she's she, back, she's she, fighting your girl. Yeah,
0: I and it, look, I love Roxanne Matafari. We, we uh we actually started jiu-jitsu in the same place. She started under the same exact jiu-jitsu instructor as I did and under no circumstances could I imagine myself picking Or even, like, feigning to root for Roxy in that fight. Because while I love her, I I think Tatiana Suarez is the future of women's MMA. Um, I think she's the real deal. And so, I'd like to see her fight. So, I I guess I want to see somebody who can grapple with her. Um, I I feel like she just... Steamroll Jessica Andrage, and I don't mean to say that lightly.
1: Maybe a yep. Cynthia
0: Calvillo or even Miranda Maverick. Like I know yeah, it's probably, I was thinking Maverick. It's yep. maybe it's early for Miranda Maverick, but that fight stylistically would be really interesting. Because um, what if Maverick is just strong enough to stop Suarez's takedowns? Like yeah. damn that's interesting. So yeah, I, I might go I might go Miranda Maverick versus Tatiana Suarez.
1: Maybe it'll happen after the next fight. Man, never I hope know. not.
0: That that's so early for Maverick. Just build yeah. her up like a normal, like a normal prospect.
1: It's true. All right, strawweight. What do you want to see at strawweight?
0: This one was easy for me actually too. Because okay. I, I've been picking a lot of uh, striker matches or like testing grapplers with other strikers. I want to test a grappler with another grappler here. Um right. So I want to see Mackenzie Dern because uh, she's she's the most exciting. Uh, strawweight for me right now. Um, What she did in her last four fights are just super exciting. I want to see what she could do against Carla Esparza. Um, Sure. Because, like, could Carla keep it standing? Carla's striking is, is slowly coming along quite well. McKenzie's striking got a little better, but I'm not quite sure coming along quite at the same rate. Um, if it does get to the ground, I think it heavily favors Dern, but I don't know that her wrestling is good enough to get it to the ground. Would, you know, as far as it would be dumb enough to jump in her guard? Like, I, I don't know all of these questions, and I think it would be super, super interesting across the board there. So, yeah, I, I like that one a lot. I'll also say I, I'm ready for Whaley Zhang versus Ioani on Jacek too. Uh, I think that should headline a fight night card sometime soon.
1: That works too. Um and then finally the one oh eight uh well, someone asked a record breaking fight. I, I think obviously the fight that would do the best for them right now is McGregor Diaz, sadly, but I think that would be their 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 top fight at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're you're right. I think like the biggest money fight would probably be McGregor Diaz still. Um and with with both of them coming off a of big losing streaks, they can still cash that check. Right? Like isn't that yep. crazy that like both of them, you know, like what does Diaz have one win in like the last five years? And it's Anthony Pettis who's coming off yeah. back-to-back losses to, yep. to guys nobody has ever heard of. No offense to Clay Collard or or Manfio Roushman. Rauch, I haven't he- heard of him. Rauchman, I know Clay, Co- Clay yeah. Collard. Yeah. I do know Clay Collard. He had a good boxing <laughs> career for a little bit, but like, uh, yeah, like no, no offense to either of those two guys, but that those guys also beat Anthony Pettis, and that's all Nate Diaz has got. But for some reason. Him and Connor coming off of three straight losses would still do mega bucks. So, yep. yeah, I think if you're thinking for just like a fun super fight, I mean, Connor's still the biggest name in the sport. There's a reason why everybody's talking about him this week, and most of the questions you got in that little mailbag are, are about him.
1: Yep, that is true. Um, what about GSP Habib?
0: I, I'm interested, but I will say this. I'm less interested in having seen Habib around lately. Um, like, first of all, you keep seeing GSP do advertisements for like, what, like
1: what? It, it's usually gambling stuff. It's usually gambling
0: stuff. There was a one uh, beer company that I almost said the name of, but right. then I didn't because um, they're not. They they're don't not sponsor. They, they don't sponsor our <laughs> show ever. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, like he's doing advertisements all the time. Habib looks like he's gained weight, Um, and, like, that to me says, like, he is actually done. Um,
1: Sounds like he is, yeah.
0: And if if that's the case, I don't want to see it. Like, I wanted to see it when they were both there. And if they're not both there, I don't want to – like, for the same reason nobody wanted to see Chuck Tito 51 or whatever that was uh, under Golden Boy Promotions, for the same reason you don't want to see that, you don't want to see the guys – after they've checked out, um, and, and it's not like they're washed like those other two guys are, but they're checked out. Um, so w- why watch them when they they don't want to be there? It's not going to be what you wanted it to be. Um, apart from that, like if if you're talking about mega fights, still though, in you know apart from the uh you know like the very obvious one that you mentioned to start the the Nate Diaz Conor McGregor one. I also think John Jones versus Israel Adesanya is still uh, would be a big deal. And the the weight the weight discrepancy seems large now and and all that and like maybe some of the shine has been taken off of Izzy after he went up and got got beat by Jan. but like I mean, dude, the the trash talking alone would sell that fight.
1: Is it would that do better than Jones and Nagano at, uh, for the heavyweight no, championship. No, and, I don't and, think so.
0: I, I think no. I think Nagano is, is such a big draw right now in the fact that yeah. we wouldn't have questions about, like, well, we've seen Izzy move up and it doesn't work. We yeah. still have the question with Jones, like, yep. is this a thing that is going to be successful or is he just going to get punched in the head really hard? Um, and I think some people want him to see him get punched in the head really hard. So... Uh, yep. so like, I think with all of those questions needing to be answered rather than partially having already be answered, I, I think Naganu versus Jones still does better.
1: Yeah. So I, McGregor versus pretty much anyone outdraws it, that, uh, Jones and Garner though, right?
0: Yeah. I think him versus, well, I, maybe not anybody.
1: No, like, him versus Diaz, if, him versus Masvidal, him versus someone. If somehow, for the belt.
0: if somehow he talked him his way into an Usman fight, um, right? I mean, like him versus Colby would probably sell really well. If, yeah, as much as I loathe the 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 character that Colby Covington is like, and I, personally, I don't find his style all that visually appealing to watch either. Um, um you know, like I, I still think. Connor versus him in the lead-up would would be you know would do really good numbers. I, yeah. I'm you know I'm trying to think of other lightweights that maybe would sell well with Connor. Like mm, I don't know that there's anybody in there either, other than you know like obviously the Poirier fight right now. But if he yeah. if he for some reason won the Poirier fight, him versus Oliveira will do well. But yeah, I think yeah. Uh, I think you're right. I think Connor versus just about anybody is going to outsell. Any other fight?
1: <laughs> yep. What's the? What do you think is the biggest women's fight they could put on at this point?
0: I think as much as I do not care to see it. Yeah. I think Valentina Shevchenko versus Amanda Nunez three. Yeah, I guess so. Like, and, and I don't, I don't want to see it. I also think if you did bring Kayla Harrison over just to bring it back to our early talk, I think it would sell really yep. well. That might even sell better because it's yep. not a trilogy fight. That's two to nothing. And there's like I said before with the the John Jones thing, there's a question that needs to be answered, and I think yep. that helps all the time. Um, so I think maybe that, um, you know, like I, I'm thinking right now, I don't think Rose trying to go up and challenge Shevchenko does really good numbers. Right? Like that doesn't no. feel that way, or like. Now that Whaley's been knocked out, I don't think her going up and and fighting Shevchenko does anything either. So, that pretty much only leaves you with, like, a title match versus title match with Nunes and Shevchenko.
1: Yep, that's true. Um... Yeah, I think we can put this one to bed. I think we answered all, all you all you degens' questions. So uh, anyone who's listening, who's not on our Slack channel, definitely go in there. It's a fun, friendly place for whatever you like to gamble on. There's uh, or if you like to eat food, there's or drink liquor. There's a liquor channel and a food channel. So um, head on in there. So obviously we're heading on into UFC 264, our uh, next episode, uh, which we will drop Wednesday night. We'll be highlighting this. Coming weekends, UFC 264, which will be Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor, Gilbert Burns versus Stephen Thompson, Ty Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy, Irini Aldana versus Yana Kunitskaya, and Sean O'Malley versus uh, Chris Motinho. Uh, one of the questions we had is why is the people's Main event: Nico Price versus Michelle Pereira. Why is that not on the pay per view instead of the the female fight?
0: I'm so glad he actually asked that. Uh, <laughs> there's a really good reason why. Um, if you notice, the UFC does an, a phenomenal job of making the last free thing that you see right before you will have to pay money be absolutely bonkers. Um, and like, just like if you can go back and look over history, look for the last fight before a pay per view starts. Almost all the time, almost unanimously, it is a very exciting fight to watch. And Nico Price versus Michelle Pereira is going to be weird and crazy. And they can throw up 30 advertisements for the pay-per-view during that fight because it probably will take a while as well. Uh, and that just means like it's going to bring the casual fan who is like, I don't really watch UFC because all they do is hug each other and it's dumb. And then they see Nico Price... Uh, you know, karate kick somebody in the middle of them doing a backflip, and they're like, actually, this <laughs> might be something I need to pay for. Uh, And yeah. then they get, like, exactly what they came for with that women's fight.
1: Yeah. Now, this is the, as of now, that's the co-main event of the prelims. So the Carlos Condit, Max Griffin is the main event. But we that's become, also going to be that good. One either. That's going to
0: yeah. be, yeah, that one's going to be so good, too. And, and they might yeah. change that order, but I would also say yeah. Max Griffin versus Carlos Condit is going to be good.
1: Yeah, they got a one-two punch, and then they got Ryan Hall and his crazy grappling before that, and then um, Dreykus Plessis and Trevin Giles should be fun, too. Um, guys that like to, like to throw it down. Yeah, so. they, yeah they, this usually,
0: is... they usually don't load up a Conor card with, like, a lot of fun fights, but I will also they say, did, yeah. like, they they did, you know, that Yana Kunitskaya versus Arena Aldana fight is, like we talked about a second ago, like, kind of one of the more fun, stylistic matchups you can make at Bantamweight right now, and... Um, you know, I know not a lot of people know Chris Motino, but like that dude is really fun to watch. Uh, and you're gonna see him fight, you know, Shane, uh, Sean O'Malley, Greg Hardy versus Tai Tuivasa. For whatever it's worth, is like a good chunky guy fight.
1: Yep, and people want to see Greg Hardy get beat up. So
0: if he can do it by a guy who's fat and drinks beer out of a shoe, <laughs> yep.
1: oof that, that 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 hits
0: that hits it all.
1: Double double winner there! All right, we'll, we'll leave you on that. Um, make sure you, in the meantime, uh, like I said before, subscribe to MMA Gambling Podcasts. Give us only five star reviews because we deserve it, obviously. Um, ratings and reviews. Uh, follow us on Twitter: Jeff Fox, Writer, and Gumby Vreeland. Um, obviously, listen to all the sports gambling podcasts. Podcasts. Easiest way to do that is download the app, and then you can get all their news stories too that I help edit and I write some of them and dan will uh probably will start writing some more again this month right yeah this, this month you'll see more from me out there oh here we go there you go that, that's worth downloading the app right there guys um and go to mma-manifesto.com so you always there's always stuff by me and dan on there and i will be posting our ufc 264 pick contest free to enter will be going up on monday at some point so uh, make sure you get in on that. Um, and I forgot to tell you my nickname is Juicy Jeff Fox. I forgot to say that off the, off the bat. Um, I'll do that on the goodbyes. I am Juicy Jeff Fox, and he is Daniel Gumby Vreeland, and we bid you farewell.